Celebrate good time. Come on. Yeah, I will. As the Simpsons once said, I'm here with my old mate for the hundredth time. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Do you remember your parents used to say that? But I've said it at the hundredth time. <laughs> yeah, I thought, well, yeah. Um, hundred, really... hundred podcasts, Carl, eh? Hundred yeah. podcasts. I've done a hundred of these awkward beginnings, mate. And who'd have thought sitting in that pub beer garden all that, well, what, two, two and a half years ago, we'd, we'd kind of get, get this far. Not that we're particularly streamlined, but it's good that we're still doing something that we enjoy and certainly something that, you know, a, a dozen or so people also enjoy yeah, <laughs> as well. It was always just a way of summarising everything that's in the club for the previous week. And, you know, me and you, we chat anyway, so it was always yeah. going to be a kind of, it's a no-brainer we could do it but um yeah long may it continue as as there's the interest in there and we've got a bit of enthusiasm about it then long may it continue yes definitely well we'll always have conversations about metal i mean we have done for the past 30 odd years so i can't see you know it, it drying up anytime soon if anyone ever wondered absolutely yeah no it's um you know we'll just stick a Stick a recording device under that, and um, probably not mm. press play, and uh, go. Oh, hang on a minute. That's uh, that's the way yeah. it goes. But that's yeah, I did get you a present actually. Did you? Yeah, it's a triple CD of all the greatest hits in black metal that's ever been. Oh, it's, uh, it's fantastic! Because I know three... you like your black metal. I do. Is it about three minutes long? Because that's what, all. You're about saying the... there's no greatest hits in black metal. Well, I'm saying there's a good three. I'm saying there's a good 180 seconds of it, mate. Some classics out there, mate. Some real good stuff, and I think you're warming over to the old black side, aren't you? Well, which bands have I am I sort of warming to then, mate? Because as far as I know, there's Mole, and that's about it. Well, there you go. If you can stomach a bit of Mole, but they're not really black metal, one. No, they're not, but they've definitely got some blackened tendencies in there, and he's pretty harsh vocals going on there. Yes, there's a lot of melody going, but I think if you if you just concentrated a little bit longer and just throw all your kind of preconceived judgments out the way i yeah. think i think we get you over there mate i think there's more chance of me joining the raj niche mate <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but you know there you go black metal is a bit like the raj niche but you know there you go there you go but um it's it's one of those things um no, I, I I don't think so. But thank you for the present anyway. I will. I've got a bit of a wonky table, so if it's a if it's an actual CD, man, I can always I can always use it to straighten that out, mate. Well, I tell you what though, what a what a way to celebrate our hundredth podcast than welcoming longtime member Scotty Wells back to the club. Good to have him back. Yes. Well, yeah. that's a chink for Scotty. Yes, I've got me plastic. Yeah. Good yeah. one. Yeah. Nice to see Scotty back. And hopefully, I think he's uh, contributed to the what have you been listening to or the recommendation exchange that I think we might have to change it to. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's cool to have every, you know, and you know, this is the thing. Um, you can go away, you can come back. This is what metal, you don't, you don't really fall out of love with metal, do you? So that's always good. No, people's situations change, you know, home life, work life, whatever. And, you know, don't spend as much time here. But, you know, there's members out there that no doubt check in occasionally and just do it quietly. And and they're as welcome as the ones that are very vocal and the kind of real core members that get stuck into every feature. It's, uh, you know, everyone's welcome here. And long may that continue. I think yes. that's going to be my saying tonight. Long may that continue. As long as, as, long as this big 
big glass of red continue <laughs> long and long and may that continue. That's is that gonna be your final words? That's our final words, mate. Long may it continue. Right, yeah. we're signing off. No, no, we're not. Uh, no, 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 no. Um and the other thing as well, mate, we won't get a uh, a listen. Uh, before the podcast is released, because Paul Hutch is out into... Uh, he, he's not going to sunny Spain. He's gone to sunny Portugal, mate. Packed his budgie smugglers and he's off on that. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I... he is right now. Check this out, mate. Maybe he is sitting on the side of a pool, um, reading the latest book from uh, the complete history of the corpse paint. And, uh, and he's in his speedo budgie smugglers and frying an egg in his underpants as we speak. Well, there you go. Whilst you speak to us. Well, there's, there's an image, eh? There yeah. is an image. Yeah, the lads yeah. the lads from Torn Fabrics, I think they're over in uh, Portugal as well. I know that Portugal's a big country. It's like when you go on holiday, and, he's, <laughs> and me saying the lads from Torn Fabrics are in Portugal. Then when you used to go on holiday, and you'd say, where do you live? Um, oh, um, I live in Guildford. It's kind of south of London. Someone yeah. would say, oh, yeah, London. I, do you know John? John from... <laughs> yeah, he lives in Birmingham. <laughs> John, dark hair. Uh, yeah, he's a plumber. No, no, no. Yeah, you must know him. No, I don't. I really yeah. don't. I've, I've got a mate like that. He'll always sort of say, do you know, um, do you know old Buddha? He's a, he's a good he's a good lad. And you go no 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 don't ring a bell mate. Yeah you do. He's so and so and so. Um, no yes no mate. Remember when and, and to shut him up I was just going yeah oh yeah yeah of course I yeah. do of course I do. <laughs> yeah. Of course I do. Anyway uh, we we've been rambling on enough mate. Shall we um shall I, we do a running order? Yeah let's have a running order. Let's do another menu mate. Um, we got podcast ninety nine a ninety nine flake to get through. We got venom to talk about. We got a violence versus atrophy. We've got a rank and file, a Bolton's bangers, a deepest cuts, D'Andrade year, a, 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 a repeat actually. A so far so good, so uh, sophomore, a Zentrix outdoor broadcast like Blue Peter, and then our recommendation exchange. What have you been listening to? What could be finer? Settle in for the next two hours. You've already had Budgie Smugglers mentioned, the best of uh, black metal. This is the only way is up as Yaz and the plastic population once said, mate. Yeah, and uh, I did say that everyone's welcome. But do you remember that absolute bell end that kind of had a bit of a whinge about our humour? He's not welcome because we'll continue making no. these four attempts at humour anyway. So I can't yeah. remember his name, but um, I, I think he left the group anyway because he just uh, didn't like didn't like our ironic English humour. Get to the music. All right, yeah, pal, so we will. <laughs> right. Where are we? Right. Shall we, we, we done a podcast 99 and it's gone down very well. And talking of Mr. Budgie Smuggler himself, the machine Paul Hutchins piped up and he said, you'll be pleased to know a night of insomnia meant I had you in my ears at 1.30 a.m. Sounded like the pair of you were so excited to get to go to the gig tonight. Either that or the red wine taking effect. Always an entertaining listen. Enjoy the gig. And great to hear Neil Brannigan talking about an album of the year. There you go, mate. Album of the year for uh, Paul Hutchins, which is, of course, moshing the roof on. Thank you very much, Paul, for all that you've done and continue to do for the club. You have a well-deserved break. 
and um yeah we were a little bit excited weren't we or certainly yeah. i was i think it was probably yeah a little bit of both a bit of the red and a little bit of uh, getting out to a gig as well because uh, you know we've been starved certainly there's people that have been going to them quite regularly since they've been back on the cards but uh you know we, we're not as prolific as them and when we do get out it's always nicer to get a bit giddy with excitement but yes yeah, and it was an excellent gig to go to no doubt we'll be uh showing that in the outside broadcast outside broadcast yeah absolutely thank you very much luke alexander great episode always good to hear a bit of insight into the monster that is moshing the roof on neil brannigan has put together yet another essential thrash compilation always proud to be a part of that alongside so many other great bands yeah it's a real stellar lineup of uh, bands and the songs contained within what a real mixture of variety of styles in there and yeah luke and his boys do a, a great job on there so cheers luke cheers for commenting and cheers for getting stuck in the club as well when you do you know you do you don't just pop in no you know you're, He's a lifer in there, mate. He's a lifer in there. And he's, uh, we, we featured his single on um, his video, um, uh, Social Cesspit, which is absolutely bringing, ringing around in the club. Uh, got some good feedback, got some not so good feedback. Good interaction, though. Luke handled that absolutely brilliantly. Um, and I just think it's about time that we get some live dates now. It's Obviously, it's so difficult um, uh, for Luke to get some, to get Temper Shot back out there. But let's get some let's get some gigs because um, I when we saw the acid rain they absolutely smashed it didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did indeed. So in our new slick podcast, we are trying to to just do the best uh, the best ones, mate, aren't we? The best comments, the best comment wins. So because um, we realised that some people we got we got to shoehorn our hour of comedy in that only leaves about an hour of podcast for uh, for music so it's about um you know we, we've got to we've got to limit the uh, the comments haven't we but moving on uh, so that that's so thank you for everyone that listened to uh, to podcast nine i really appreciate that but we are in the hundred you are all in the hundred club now aren't we're we? in the hundred club yeah it's like, it's like quite a select club isn't it it's like the mile high club and the the 100 club isn't that a club in um on oxford circus the 100 club yeah i think it's in the sex pistol smash it up one time yeah. Yeah. so yeah welcome one and all to the 100 club darren jones kicks things off venom black metal that was our featured album indeed it was indeed darren jones he's very very passionate about um venom he absolutely loves it. he's a passionate guy he's a he's a top bloke passionate guy about venom because they come from his hometown of Wall's End. Now he says it's a stone cold 10 out of 10. No black metal, there'd be no kill them all. Show no mercy, no thrash metal, no death metal, no extreme metal, full stop. It's a blueprint for all things noisy. It's recording in my hometown of Wall's End. Get in, turn it up, hell yeah. So there you go, pride spilling out of every single pool there. Um, it has definitely got a real element of importance around it um it, it, it's you could say it's a it's very rich in the bloodline um s someone then goes on to say uh, to challenge that statement by darren jones that those artists that they've they've mentioned there a couple they obviously metallica and slayer do venom a lot lot better so that's an interesting point um but it, you cannot, you cannot play down its importance in our world. Whether whether you you enjoy it or not, it is an extremely important album. 
Definitely, yeah. I mean, it came through at the time when, obviously, the new way the British heavy metal was a thing, and and you had your very distinctly kind of metal band within that, didn't you? But Venom were very slightly different, weren't they? They had that kind yeah. of punk. That, that, that the punk was doing what it was doing. You had metal or kind of heavy metal doing what it was doing. But punk, uh, Venom seemed to. Obviously, I wasn't around into music at that time, mm. but from what I read, they were really kind of doing something that people were craving for. You know, mm. they they drew into this um, this kind of mystique and this kind of darkness that, that that Venom had. I'm just looking as we speak. I'm just looking through. You mentioned there about Slayer and Metallica, and in the fantastic Contract in Blood by Ian Glasper, he talks in the Venom chapter about, and I'm just trying to find it, um, about Slayer and mm. Metallica. And I'm just seeing, there, there was a section there that I didn't mean to read out, but he says, um, ah, it makes great listening this, doesn't it? But, um, Shall I do Pete D's comment and then you can come yeah. and find the quote? So Pete yeah. D, find the quote, find the quote. Uh, Pete D, I said earlier on that this was a solid 8 out of 10, but I'm going to give it a 9, as this is probably early Venom's only shot at the TTMAOTFC uh, charts, and I'd hate to see them anywhere under an eight. So good on you there. Up in the score to make sure they get into the Hall of Fame. No rigging here. It's your vote. You can do what you like with it, and you've done that, mate. Thank you very much, Pete. Uh, thanks for contributing for everything that you do in the club as well. Thank you very much, mate. So, yeah, so this is from Contracting Blood, uh, the Ian Glasper book. Uh, and this is Tony um, Abaddon Bray that, that's uh, being quoted here. So I'm saying, you bear with me on this. He says, a lot of people didn't even know we were an English band. They thought we'd come from America. And then they'd come and see us and be like, they're out of tune. Their singer can't sing. It's fucking mayhem. But that's what we used to say all the time anyway. If you're here to see a band, you may as well fuck off home because what you're going to get is one and a half hours of pure fucking mayhem, which it was. And basically it still is. Ha ha ha. From a fresh metal perspective, given the stratospheric heights to which Metallica have climbed since, it seems even more amazing that they worship Venom and were desperate to open for them. Tony then goes on to say, yeah, and it was the same with Slayer, Exodus and Cradle of Filth. We've had some incredible support bands over the years, some of whom have obviously gone on to greater success and surpassed what we have done. And people always ask us about black metal and what do we think of the scene in Norway or Scandinavia or whatnot. And I always say it's a kind of like having a kid and you always want your kid to go out there and do better than you did. You want your kid to be successful, however they may take the ball and run with it. And that's the way I see bands like Metallica too. Okay, okay. I wonder, does every now and again, you know, because obviously um, Metallica, certainly James Hetfield and, and Lars Ulrich could be, do, and, and certainly extent to uh, Kirk Hammett, have been in that band for years and years and years and years, as we all know, well documented. Do you think every now and again they just go, oh, let's stick on, let's stick on some Venom? Do you know what I mean? When they're touring or they're, they're playing somewhere, do they ever say they're probably sick to death of music? But, you know, like us, you know, you you, you listen to it that you love and love, and they made no no bones about loving Venom. Do they go, oh, let, let's, should we stick that one on today? Let's stick before we go. Let's stick on a bit of classics. Let's stick on some black metal by uh, by Venom. Do you think they do that? 
Well, I, I think I said a similar thing to you a couple of years ago, didn't I? Do people actually listen to like these early Benham albums? Because when I do, I, I really struggle with it because it is so <laughs> unpolished and unrefined and like, oh, you know, it just it baffles me that people were really, really into it. But going back to the time when they came out, it's it's probably like like Kiss was such a big influence for many of these rock fans because uh, rock bands because they were so different to what was out there and it's the visual appeal as well. Venom is very much more than just the the, the musical side of things. Mm. It's it's the whole kind of the, the the bigger picture. It's it's the the lyrics. It's the the atmosphere. It's the darkness. It's the shitty production. It's just everything you're buying into, and um, I think because they were so very different to anything else going on back then, or certainly the ones that were uh, doing it a lot better than anyone else might be doing it, they really kind of gelled with, or, or kind of uh, a lot of the, the music fans drew, you know, kind of drew into that, if that's a, if that's a sense. Drew into but, but it, it's interesting you mentioned Kiss, because uh, another, another um, 100 club member, Neil Coggins goes on and mentions Kiss in the next comment. He does. Was that way of shutting me up? Because I couldn't quite get to the point that I was saying. But I'm anyway, sorry, Neil, you, you, you say Kiss, and, and then there, and there's yeah. Neil to bail you out, mate. It will back you up, whatever you feel like. Yeah, good man, Neil. Neil Coggins. He says, never been the biggest Venom fan. They fall under the same category as Kiss, in that other bands do their songs better. Slayer in, in Tomb, to name two. I also saw their set at Dynamo 96, and although it was spectacular, they just clumsily slammed through their set. I'm going to give it a six, and only then because of the influence this album has had. Oh, wow. So interesting. A um, couple of things there. Obviously, uh, categories Kiss that other bands do their songs better. Okay, okay. That's that's fair enough. And Slayer and Entomb, there are two big influences. Um Dynamo 96, interesting time in metal in general. And Venom, wow, they must have been really uh, out of sorts in 1996. I mean, not a lot going on for Venom, certainly at that time. And clumsily slamming through their set on that Dynamo stage. But was it a triumph in the end? You know, I don't, when you think about it now, 96 was a long time ago. Is that set any good? I'm sure there's some YouTube footage and only a six. Uh, for and that just for the so nothing for the songs, nothing for the songwriting, nothing for production, nothing for anything else. Just the influence it had. If no one had bought this. Neil may have given this a really shite score. Yeah, and and you say you know what was going on in '96 in the Venom thing, but they were only only a year away from releasing a. Um, I'm looking at their discography. It's not my knowledge of them because I'm. It's uh, cast in stone on Steamhammer Records in 1997. So they were still, I think they kind of had, had moved um, slightly from the classic lineup at that yeah. point, hadn't they? Yeah, but, which must have done, must have done. But even so, uh, no one, what was the name of that album again? Cast in Stone. Cast in Stone. Throughout all of this week, no one's gone, oh, Cast in Stone was a good one. So. How, how good is that album on, on the grand scheme? What was James Hepfield busting his gut on the day of release to listen to Cast in Stone by Venom? Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah! Neil Coggins said that, didn't he? So, Brian DeAndrade, yeah. or as yeah. you've written it, Bitty and DeAndrade. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
don't know what happened there. Oh, I'd need a medal a hundred times after I've had to, no, I haven't, because we used to write it down, didn't we, by freehand, yeah. and I'd look at it through a torch as I'm, uh, as you're driving around. Anyway, Bitian Di Andrade, his album next caught my eye. Um, I was looking, I, I was all about looking for satanic records. Upon getting home and opening it, I found it was cool grey marbled vinyl. However, my first listen was not at all to my liking and I cast it aside after not even giving it all the way through opening track. I tried again a few days, weeks later or so, and the same result. The next time I put it on, I put on side metal instead of side black and bam, leave me in hell sold me. By the way, I took show no mercy like a fly to shit first listen. I took to show no mercy. Yeah. Like a like fly a, to shit yeah. first lesson. So, yeah, that's what he's just saying. This how he had to work for this album a little bit after buying it because he thought it looked satanic. That that'll teach you. That'll learn you. That that'll learn you. Don't go by sat- satanism. <laughs> it's 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 never it's it's not a it's not a route for guaranteed success. That's no. all we we need to say about if you go and buy satanic records, the whole of black metal for uh, for starters. Um, but you well, might not, have something not to say. Quite, not quite, because there's a teacher's pet on there, and you, teacher got me masturbating underneath the desk. <laughs> not that, panic about that. And is that the one that ever goes get you the border? Is it that one as well? Yes. Yeah. I don't, I, that just. I, where is this? Is this venom? Have I have I stumbled onto something else? Oh, it's craziness. Well, again, he says in the book. I, I did remember reading that when it was. Um, uh, I read the venom chapter that Tony Bray said. Uh, Whilst they did all the satanic stuff, they were just young lads growing up. So they had all the kind of sexually kind of driven lyrics as well that, that, that they wanted to throw in because they're just young lads that were you know, <laughs> young. And this was this was just around about the same time as Motley Crue doing all the Satanism stuff. But Motley Crue was sort of a little bit, you know, getting chicks, so to speak, on the Sunset Strip. The equivalent is Venom saying, get your tits out for the lads. It's a, it's a big <laughs> contrast, isn't it? <laughs> Both very dated, dated, by the way. Good evening, Chris. Mr. List, he says, brilliantly shit. And that's a compliment, I think. Yes, it is a bit of a contradiction, isn't it? That you've heard so much about this album, even if you haven't loved it as much as other people or older, older guys who remember it at the time. So I I, I think that sums up my kind of opinion. It is brilliantly shit. I, I, I find it difficult to get into and because I like precision, I like things being precise. Um, and this is quite sloppy, but at the same time, I've kind of got a soft spot for it as well. It's, it's a strange, it's a strange one, Venom, for me. It really is. So that's a, and, and, and that's what it is. I think that's a compliment. And, and I agree. Is it, is it a compliment? If I were to say that to a Venom fan or indeed to Venom themselves, would they get, would they go, oh, well, thanks for that? Or, no, you can fuck off then. <laughs> I don't know what they would say. Yeah. <laughs> Probably fuck off. Yeah, a couple of, I mean, like I said earlier, a couple of years ago, I would have put Venom on. Well, I wouldn't have put it on. That's the thing. I kind of just always shied away from it because I didn't like that. Just the unhinged, primal, really kind of rough, unpolished side of it. I always look for others, you know, I always look for my kind of metal elsewhere. But I think since the kind of rise in that, black and speed metal that classic heavy metal that's got a bit of a kind of black side to it you know the likes of devastator midnight hell ripper 
night fighter, that mentor. You're hearing albums all the time that have so much of a debt to um, the um, Venom and clearly wear that debt on their sleeves. Pretty much everyone has a debt to Venom, don't they? Because without them, there's, you know, but some of them clearly just showing their, right, this is, we absolutely worship at the altar of Venom. And um, it, it, it's through that kind of popularity of this kind of subgenre that I've kind of grown a little bit more in, into. Certainly this album, Black Metal, I can't say that I've really gone down a Venom wormhole, but certainly this one, when I've gone back and listened to it a few times, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, I've not taken it too seriously. It's a it's a good, fun listen. It's, mm. you know, it is what it is. And I can see how they were such a big deal, though, back in the day, you know, yeah. the, the likes of how they could play Hammersmith Odeon and mm. because they were so very different. Yeah, there's there's a Hammersmith Odeon's worth of fans who are taking Motorhead and Maiden going, what's the next page? Where can they take this heavy metal with speed and heaviness? And Venom were kind of the next page, weren't they? So all of those runoffs from the new wave of British heavy metal and all the rest of it who wanted that just tip over the edge, it was Venom, wasn't it? That was the next one. And what we didn't know was really all of those guys were waiting for Metallica and Slayer and, and so on. So, but, you know, it's thanks to Venom, really. But I see what you're saying, you don't worship at the altar. You're sort of like just dropping a flower next to the icon, aren't you, as opposed to or just bowing your head respectfully, I think. And I think that's what I do with them, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not sort of um, worshipping them at all. But at the same time, I, I you know, whenever... Someone says, oh, well, yeah, do you like Venom? You, you you tip your head in total respect, don't you? you? go, well, maybe not as much as others, but I would never say a bad word against them because, one, it's difficult. Like you said, it's a good, fun album. And, two, they, they have given a lot to our genre, so it's difficult not to, be, to, to feel mad at them, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And Cy Cobb, he says, good evening, Cy. How a band can simultaneously be so limited at that time, yet sound so vital, is still a mystery to me. I love this album. It's bonkers. Yeah, so that's interesting because Cy, obviously, uh, in some of the Endless Nights and all the rest of it, uh, very technical, not limited at all. Any musician listening to this must think, Wow, they kind of got away with a bit of murder here because this, I'm, I'm sure any musician who's in this club who is listening to this, and I'm, I've got a few in my head that I know are, are, are very decent, very, very decent musicians, must go, how, how is it that I've practised and practised and practised and with bands that they get so tight and so precise uh, to for recordings and for live shows, and this is considered a legendary album and it sounds like they've played the songs a couple of times and decided to record them. It's crazy, isn't it? They must be thinking, bloody hell, what, what, what do I need to do? But I guess it's just that kind of right time, right place, isn't it? it exactly that. And again, going back to the interview, uh, the Tony said uh, there were bands like um, Raven yeah. and I can't remember, I, I think it might have been Tank. There's certainly Raven and there was another band from the Northeast who... Uh, it might have been Tigers of Pantang. Uh, we're kind of in their circles. We're saying, well, what about us? Why are we not doing it? How come it's Venom are doing it? But he said it was right place, right time. Okay. It was, you know, we just, people wanted what we had to offer and we were a little bit different. 
and um, yeah, I'm trying to flick through and find it now exactly, but um, I'm not going well, to. So, but no, no surprises that it made it into the Hall of Fame. I'm glad. Have you got the results there, mate? Because no. I, you haven't got it. No. Oh no, I haven't got it written down either. So. But it did get into the Hall of Fame, didn't it? It, it certainly did. Let me just uh... look at this frantically looking to find um, the, uh, the the post. Uh, that's this is this is going to make for brilliant. On the hundredth edition, we didn't write we didn't write it down. Shame on us, mate. Eight hundred thirty-two people voted, Carl, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's now sitting proudly on top of every single. Um, it was such a long time ago that we did it as well. Uh, let's have a look. I'm just shifting through Venom. Here we go. Um, all right, that was the original post. Sorry, I thought I got it. It was the original post. Got the picture. And here we go. Here we go. It's coming up. It's coming up. I can sense it in me water. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Shall we find it a bit later, mate? 8.2, I reckon. Eight, you reckon 8.2. Okay, that's uh, that's something to go on. Um, right, well, I, I've got to leave that there. Uh, it is in the Hall of Fame, I'm sure. I'll tell you one place I could look for it. No, I don't think I've added it, but let's have a look. Um, people are here again. Well, I'm glad after 100 times you're, you're nice and organised. That's what they're saying. I can't even find it in there. That was the wrong idea. No, we'll find it later. We'll have a break. We'll do it on the outside after the outside Bolton's bangers, and then we'll get this score for, for black metal for you. So wonderful. That, wonderful. Wonderful podcasting. That last bit was wonderful listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, right. Um, shall we move on then? So thank you for everyone that's voted. Thank you for everyone that had a listen to that. Um, I think it was um, a few people just digging out there. I, I, I envision people sort of blowing the dust off their vinyl and giving it a spin. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, one of those ones tucked away at the back somewhere that's always there waiting for someone that loves it. Um, and, and maybe a few people gave it a good new, a first spin as well. So thanks one and all, ladies and gentlemen. But we are moving on to... Our first round of so far so good sophomore that we gotta we gotta tidy up. Oppressing the masses by violence versus pets win prizes by atrophy. Yeah, it's kind of uh, violence are a band in this that they kind of a bit flatter to deceive sometimes, or kind of fall at the first hurdle. Whilst they're revered and such a kind of iconic band within thrash metal, I think if you don't like the voice of Sean Killian, you really can't get on board. And it seems yeah. that I thought Oppressing the Masses was absolutely going to wipe the floor with um, Petswin prizes, but yeah. it didn't happen. It really didn't happen. Violent by nature, of course. No, it didn't. And it, this is the bizarre thing, isn't it? When we were all growing up, we, violence were indestructible. They had this mystique about them, certainly over here, uh, because they never toured over here. Um, and yet people really just don't get on board with them. So who's to say that if they did have tours over here during the day, that they wouldn't have been as full as we thought because people just don't like the singing or they don't like something about them. Yeah, I mean, but whilst the... Atrophy, Violent by Nature, is a solid thrash metal album. It's pretty patchy in comparison to Oppressing the Masses. Yes, it starts off very well. It's got a couple of really 
great songs, you know, like pumping thrash metal. Yeah. But then it really dips for me. Whereas I think pressing the masses, it kind of starts and it kind of elevates even further. I mean, it it, it kind of... Um, Not it, Eternal Nightmare, you think, uh, dips? No, Violent by Nature dips. Oh, oh, you're comparing the two. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm thinking something else. Yeah, go on. Yeah. And, and there is that kind of whilst... Whilst Atrophy have a great sound, they have a great kind of um, energy to their thrash metal. It seems like the the ideas, the songwriting, kind of is quickly blown on the on the first couple of tracks. And whereas Violence can really maintain that quality yeah. throughout the whole album. You know, when that first song starts, it's you know a bit of a slow burn, and it gets going, and you're like, wow, this is you know it's quite a bold one to start with, but they do it so well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a, a quality album for me. Uh, I like Atrophy, but the whole album just a little bit patchy. That's that's really what you you kind of sum up the um, the temperature of what was going on in the um, in the in the comments there, mate. That yep, no one seemed to dislike Atrophy, but against oppressing the masses, it was always mm. going to lose. And everyone does mention those first two songs, and oh, they're absolutely killer. And you think, whoa oppressing the masses is going to be in trouble mm. but then like you said it it does the quality of the material dips whereas oppressing the masses absolutely just smashes through is it, on a par with those two opening cuts but then it just it maintains it doesn't it like you said it does yeah um am i reading these ones out i think you i are. am aren't i mate so you let's are. see what the club members thought uh we got four club members lined up uh graham meldrum he's a hundred club Definitely. Uh, listen to them both last night. Was never keen on Killian's vocals, but I think Violence is the better album. I kept my attention better than Atrophy over the whole album. I initially thought Atrophy, as the first two songs, really rip. But from the third on, I thought myself a bit lost. Like, don't you ju uh, just do a solo? So why another one that's really doing nothing of interest? The songs just aren't focused enough. No, exactly. So that's pretty much what you summed up. I think Graham is is um, is, is is pretty is is in there as well, mate. Is um, sort of uh, agreeing with you, mate. Well, <laughs> I'm agreeing with Graham. He's uh, <laughs> yeah. They they do yeah. The first two songs are fantastic, and you know it's always going to be very hard to maintain that kind of uh, momentum that that they achieve because they are so blisteringly good and they're catchy and they could have been like two singles in their own right you know absolutely and um it just dips there's one a bit later on that's that's as good as that then but it's just yeah quite patchy so yeah cheers great um neil coggins is up with his second comment he could be getting the match ball home um even though it's not the best bio album this wins for me nothing against atrophy we'll be getting the reissues of the albums but they just lack a bit yeah, exactly. I mean, I wasn't too keen. I thought it might have um, picked up the socialise. Uh, is it socialised hate or socialised yeah. by hate? Uh, I, I might have picked that up on vinyl, but I'm not a massive fan enough to really get. I love that crunch though that they have to their guitar, but it's it's still going to have that pull. It's got to have that kind of creativity within the music, and and it's a bit like Lars Rocket as well. They're they're good for kind of uh, you know uh, yeah. one or two or three songs, but then the whole album, I just 
yeah, I'm, I'm reaching to turn it over by the time it's um, you know playing out the end of the side one. So if if atrophy come back over and play London, are you jumping on a train and seeing them? Um, at a weekend, possibly with a with a bit of a support band. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. Of, you know, not not on a not on a midweek. It's just too much to to get up there for a um, in decent time. You know, from where I work and and all that kind of malarkey. You know, it is. So, what about you? Would you would you venture up there? Bearing in mind it's the cost as well. It's the cost of the ticket, yeah. but the train fare's going over twenty five quid as well, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm the same as you. Uh, a Monday or Tuesday, I'm I'm no, thank you very much. Uh, but if it's a holiday or it's a um, it's a weekend and there's a crowd of us going and like you say we've got uh, temper shot and um, shrapnel on the bill as well then yeah I certainly would so is that, that that gig I think is happening in I believe it's November car we've got heavy claw temper yeah. shot shrapnel and atrophy okay uh, on a weekend. It's a Friday night. Oh, well, that Saturday night, Saturday night. Oh, uh, okay. They just actually have just had confirmation from the promoters. It's just been moved for you, Carl, on the Saturday. There you go. Then, then let's go. Let's go is what I say. Um, Rich Tricky Hudson. I'm going with Atrophy. I know nothing about them when this came out and just bought it on the strength of the album cover. I did that sometimes. When I listened to it, I loved it. Nostalgia vote for me probably going to be on the losing side but i don't care yeah a bit bit different of course it's uh you're going to be on the losing side rich there but yeah it's a great great album cover i think i think it's a little bit different it's kind of uh you know it's a thrash metal band when you look at it mm. but it's a, yeah great logo they had as well and i don't know what came about when they were going to didn't they make contact with the club and there was something so it was the support band of their proposed european tour sent me a message to ask if he i knew any promoters mm. so a bit tenuous but uh and i and of course i don't unless i do unless someone in this club is a promoter i don't know uh, i don't really know what a promoter what their job would be you know whether that's you know something that they would they would speak to i've, I've no idea <laughs> what i know about the music business you could, you could um you could fill up a matchbox with but um so you know i i have no idea maybe someone is going well i'm a concert i've been for 30 years or something like that but um that was that was people do get i think they get a bit disappointed because they expect you and me to be these kind of um kind of beacons of uh, an entry point into the music business for them but but ultimately, we're not. Oh, we were just two blokes that are just, you know, just fans of music. And and occasionally we do get the odd message from bands um, saying, oh, do, you know, like you say, you know, do, 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 do you know, agents, promoters, um, places to play. We're coming over. You know, can you recommend this? But ultimately, we're not those guys. No, no, definitely. I, I wouldn't know how to do it, even if I. I, I just wouldn't know how to do it. Um, Paul, I would like to, but obviously not. Uh, well, Paul you, Bilby. You, like, you, sorry, mate. You, you sure. say you'd like to. I remember the the great um, podcasts and interviews that were on the Damnation versus podcast and, and Tim Finch's podcast. That he he had the the one that he used to speak to uh, promoters, agents, bookers, and the logistics that go into trying to book a band. I don't know how they do it. They're absolutely unbelievable. The planning to try and 
get a band to come over and book their flights and get book them into hotels and then something cancels and then they've got to try and get them onto a show from Birmingham down to London. Oh, I couldn't be doing that stress. I couldn't be doing it at all. It just makes me absolutely logistically a nightmare. Mm, yeah. So, we, go, we go and see them. We turn up at half seven and see the band. All the goings on that have gone on before that to get them there to be there it's just yeah a minefield and uh take my hat off to the people that are involved in it definitely a big tip because without them it may it wouldn't happen really would it no so there you go paul bilby my time my tape of oppressing the masses was so worn out it became unlistenable think that states my stance here uh one good one great album yeah i think you're right there paul i think yeah pressing the masses is a great album and um, Violent by Nature is very, very good. Is a respectable one, as many have said. That's the second 80s reference that I've put in. Um, you can see what top of the pops I've been listening to recently. Um, so let's do the maths then very quickly, mate. There were 100 votes and 68% voted for Violent. So that's uh, 68%. Wow. I know, I've got Carol Vorderman, haven't I? <laughs> and big thank you to all my friends over at Instagram Corner. They got stuck in as well. There was oh, what did they say? Well, there was a lot of love for ever. There was a lot of love, as always, for the uh, for the underdog. And very, very, a bit like uh, our members over here in the, the, the Facebook thing, Facebook club. There's lots of people that are very, very passionate and very, very knowledgeable. Um Scar Pasquale, he said, a very underrated album from Atrophy. Sure, violence are technical over the top with outstanding vocals, but Atrophy are just killer B. Um, good, good comment. Oh, Hans Jorgsarth, he's a, he's, a, he's a Facebooker as well. He says, he's, a, he's all over the place, good on him. Impossible for me to choose. Um, oh. Now, this was good. He says, this is our good friendly vinyl fun, Simon. He says, glad to see Atrophy getting some love. Great record, but it's violence for me. Fell for them on the hard and heavy video. Eternal Slade, and then they dropped and it was even heavier. The World in a World video was sick. Everyone looked cool as fuck in it, and Perry is hitting the drums harder than Tyson hit Bruno. The whole <laughs> album rips. They had nothing to gain by releasing a third album. See what he did there? Nothing to gain. So, yeah, brilliant. Really good to have people commenting. Thrashteroid. Atrophy all the way. Such a stunning album by those Arizona Thrashers. So yeah, it's really good that there was a kind of a bit, bit of, bit of love for both of them. Thank you very much, gentlemen, over on the gram there. Um, and another '80s reference there with Bruno Hinn, and he says, uh, "Was it good violent vinyl fun?" Um, saying about um, everyone looking good in the world on a world video. Turtleneck sweater. Yeah, but he carries off quite well, doesn't he? Well, I would challenge that state. Turtleneck sweater and a beard. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Who else was doing that? It, but that, well, I think you've just answered your own question then, mate, haven't you? <laughs> We're talking about it, though, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We talk about his vocals as well, and some people detest them. So, you know, what but I think, I, I think the vocals on this, if you don't get them, you're just like this. But, yeah. but. On this album, I think he's really he's at his he's at his kind of peak with them. It's it's an excellent vocal. What yeah, I I just think what he does with his vocals on this is just fantastic. Yes, on Eternal Nightmare, it was like whoa, this is he was quite raw, raw quite kind of gung ho, but very very 
killer, really. Just, just very, very. Um, no one else was doing it, yeah. and it was like, this is who I am, and you either like me or you don't like me. I don't care. And he was very, very different. I think on this, people knew what he was about, and it's just a very, very slick display of unique vocal ability. Oh, abs yeah, absolutely. He's gone for it. He's he's uh, hoarded his skill by this one. He Definitely. set it up on on Eternal Nightmare, and he knocked it over with this one. This was this was always going to be his style. He wasn't going to change it. It would have changed all the dynamics of the band if someone else sings for violence. So yeah, uh, and and luckily for me i guess i just love the vocals so i it's it's strange isn't it but um and i think people have, people have tried singing uh the violent songs and they're very hard to deliver that many yeah. words in that short space of yeah. time in that kind of pitch and with that mm. kind of intent it, 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 I, i'd imagine it would be difficult it's difficult to sing along with isn't it you can't really sing along to them um so oppression the masses into the next round now we're not going to be doing a um a so far so good sophomore because remember i on the uh deepest cuts where we had mark penson he of penson plate he of penson plate well he picked a uh a, a stunning third group uh for penson's plate um and there's some very relevant ones in here do you want to do you want a quick rundown so if people want to yeah. get ahead about what they're gonna now there's the crumb suckers album and it's uh i've put the boat and the bad but i don't think it's the boat and the bad is it it's not no it's beast on my back or beast uh, on yeah. my back okay beast so that's that's the crumb suckers one that's one album second one venom blackmail the third mm. one slammer nightmare scenario we talked about that recently artillery terror squad that's the first one I'm going to listen to because I haven't listened to I've listened to all the others more recently than I have the artillery album. And the last one that makes up a five demolition hammer epidemic of violence. Christ. Hold on to your knickers when they listening to that one, because that will blow them off. I tell you what, that's I, I don't know the artillery one. And I certainly know the, the first three ahead of the demolition hammer one. But that's a. That's a tough round for any of those bands to come through. There's some, they're almost like top tier stuff anyway. Brilliant. They didn't even make the cut, mate. That's no. how good the second album, uh, so far, so good sophomore. They didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut. So there you go. You can start listening to those now. I know I am. Awesome. Just checking that we are recording. We are recording. So um, let's go on. You're going to tell us about a rank and file we did, aren't you? Yeah. So this was, it seems quite a, quite a while ago that we did this, but this was uh, our old mate Hutch. He's, he's just there. Uh, you're on your pina colada now, mate. Are you tucking into your pina yeah. colada? No, cool. Yeah, he is. He's having a pina colada. Is that the white one, is it? Um, is it is it that one? I'm not sure. Is it a kind of pineapple-y colour, kind of a yellow, yellowy white thing? It's got, it's got a little umbrella out the top of it. It's got to have a little umbrella got, hat. Yeah, yeah he, he's on that now. Anyway, he, he's on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, he came up with these venom ink. How many can die? Rotting Christ, Holy Mountain, Downset, the place to. Be, uh, no, sorry, not the place to be. Um, what was the song called from? It Down was called the place to be. The place yeah, to be it was, and Dutch Thrasher's Deadhead, and their song was called. 
Polar Vortex. Wasn't Polar it? Vortex, it was, yeah, from the new album Slave Driver. So, cool. a bit of mixture there, a bit of classic. You've got a bit of kind of black and well, black metal gone a bit proggy. Uh, yeah. You've got a bit of uh, LA hardcore and straight up thrash metal. So, yeah, bit of bit of a mixture. Appreciate Paul doing all he does to get yeah, the, great get post there for us. Yeah. It's good. Having, I like having that consultation with him because he's always got a couple in the bag. We talk about a few. He goes, yeah, that would work. And then he writes the post for us. And it's it's a, it's a real good kind of uh, collaboration, this one. So this is good. And it's great because, you know, I hadn't heard of, I certainly hadn't heard of Deadhead. And, you know, when you hear a, hear a band and you're like, this is what's yeah. great about the internet, about social yeah. media, about our little club, is hearing music that, and, and that, that you haven't heard before. And we know that Deadhead, they came up again in the the new album, Vote. And it's just, yeah, it's a wonderful place to get recommendations. You know, if your finger's not on the pulse and you're not kind of constantly on the on the, the scouring the news reviews websites for, for new stuff, just hearing stuff in the rank and file is brilliant. And it's great to hear what people or to read what people get out from different songs. And you think, hang on a minute, how are you voting that number one? It was actually <laughs> yeah. people hear different things. So where did you go with it? How did you think? Oh, I, 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 well, once again, I liked all of them. I think I put Downset as number one. I really like Downset. Um, I think I then put uh, Deadhead at number two, uh, Rotting Christ number three, and then Venom Inc. bringing up the rear. But I did like that Venom Inc. one. I, I, I did think it was pretty cool. But I just found the, the Rotting Christ one quite, um, quite soothing. Do you know what mm. I mean? Oh, it's certainly a bit of a departure from the kind of rotten Christ that I've I've heard of yeah. them before. This was certainly a more of a kind of melodic, progressive, yeah, bit, bit of a soothing one. Yeah. I, I really, I, I did really, I, I liked it. Um, Deadhead for me came out tops. That, that was fun. No, I think I actually Deadhead or Rotten Christ. I can't remember. Um, Downset was way way down the pecking order. It was certainly not the downset that I remember that had that energy, that vibrancy, that yeah. kind of real um just excitement about them this was yeah just seemed a bit kind of labored and um unoriginal uh venom ink yeah nothing wrong with it but you're kind of you're voting on your kind of your, your favorites and and the order um so yeah we'll start with what the members thought and they yeah. thought that downset the place to be was the place to be was down the bottom for them and <laughs> way down the bottom only only yeah. 27 points that's Two first places, one of them being yours and yeah. one of them, not sure who else, but. Yeah, it was a case of pretty much everyone voted this at the bottom who, who voted for them. Second and third were very close, one point in it, and that was yeah. Venom Inc. on third place, How Many Can Die, and then Rotting Christ, Holy Mountain in second place with 37 points, so very, very close. Yeah, we're pretty much identical kind of. Uh, well, it would be if it's the same amount, isn't it? But yeah, there, it is pretty much identical first, second, and thirds. Really, there's not a lot to split them at all. So no surprise to do. And then and very different songs as well. Absolutely running away with it though. Nearly double the points of second place was Deadhead and Polar Vortex. Twelve first places, uh, five second and no thirds people absolutely loved it yeah no fourths either yeah i, I mean this one's this one come out of nowhere for me really because are they dutch and they've been around since they're older than dirt aren't they yeah i don't know where they're from actually 
yeah, I think I think they're or Belgium or something like that. Um, not a traditional thrash metal place. They've been going for ages. I don't think they're that prolific. But I, I mean, when uh, where I think on the on this post actually, people said, oh, "Oh, I love Deadhead. They're brilliant. They always have been." And it's all like, "Wow, people are really uh, you know love this band that have been around for a long time that have escaped my notice." So it's good to hear. And and I have to say, I listened to the album. And I was going to put, we were putting together this uh, this post for Rank and File, just as we were doing a, just where I was considering some stuff for Deepest Cuts. And I was going to put a Deadhead one on, and I was going to put Polar Vortex on. And uh, Hutch just went, yeah, I think Deadhead will go on, I'll put a track on. And he put the post together, and it was the one that I was going to put on um, on the uh, Deepest Cuts. So, just goes to show, doesn't it? Yeah, the quality's out there, mate. You know, I mean, you hear it. I, I don't know the whole album because I'm, I haven't fully checked it out since the uh, we featured it in the. Someone mentioned it for the new album vote that we had that we'll be talking yeah. about next week, and um, I did see it on there, and and I've had a quick listen to it, but not quick enough to really kind of uh, generate much of a. Um, kind of um, idea of of. Whether it's just one song that I really like, or whether it's the whole album, but um, I certainly liked a couple of the songs that I heard on there, and and yeah, exciting band. That far ahead in a rank and file, they've got to be doing something very different, or very good, or the rest of the stuff was utter shit. <laughs> well, a few people did put that, that mm. everything else was pretty shit. So, um, but I think that was a good rank and file. I was not disappointed with that at all. Well, it, it would be for me, seeing as I voted the. Uh, the, the 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 song that finished last was my favourite, and everything else in between. It was it was a good one for me. But it's funny because <laughs> when you when you're just about to you've you've listened to them, you've you've listened to your four songs, and you're just about to write your song, and you're thinking, hang on a minute, I'm going that one number one. Everyone's canning that one, aren't they? Uh, yeah. uh, do I do I do it? Yeah, yeah, do it. I think I'm sure mine was. Holy Mountain by Rotting Christ is my number one, where some people were absolutely panning it. But that's that's music, isn't it? You know, like you downset that that is music. That's the way it goes. So we've got another rank and file. We were just talking about it, weren't we? And we were we've, we've got a couple of ideas for uh, a couple of rank and files uh, for a couple of the songs. Uh, but no doubt, um, Paul will collaborate with us. Do you think he will collaborate with us from his sun lounger that he's thrown a towel over so he gets the best place? uh we'll have a three-way little conversation now with him we just um okay. imagine you me and paul so paul are you having a good good holiday yeah and he's like yeah 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 uh, uh, how's that drink where they dip the uh they dip the, the the lip of the glass in lime juice and then put sugar around it dip it in a, like a finger sugar and then pour the drink in how's that going for you paul you liking that Oh, he likes that, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so anyway, getting getting. He's back raising to, his glass like that, going, "Cheers, yeah, I am liking that." His Panama hat has just tilted. He's tilted it. He's um. Well, he's he, actually put it over his genitalia area because then budgie smugglers are leaving very little to the imagination. And uh, he's just he's just thinking. Hang on, he's just said to his missus, "Look, I've, I've just got to talk club here." Um, <laughs> It's the rank and file. The lads want to know if I'm yes. going to be doing the rank and file while I'm on holiday, you see. So um, yes. how about it? Um, I, I think he's going to leave it. You, you, th you think what? Sorry? I think he's going to leave it. I think he's going to enjoy his holiday. Yeah. Is he? He's not going to do it. God. 
the hundredth edition as well. Well, <laughs> no doubt we'll get something from him. Um, so yeah, we'll get something from it. We'll get it out as soon as possible. Right then, guess. Thank you for everyone for voting. Guess who's on their hundredth edition of this very podcast? Who's flying in, mate? Who's flying in? Tell me who. Guess who's back. Hey up Thrashers, I am here to pass on the results of the recent Hellripper Bangers. We had a quieter than usual response, but still a healthy one for our Scottish speed metal and newer band experiment. Many of the choices spanned both albums and the Black Arts and Alchemy EP, so that was cool. And, if you have given Hellripper a go purely because of this post, well, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed. A couple of you certainly mentioned that this was a new discovery for you, so cheers for that. Okay, the results have spawned a top three, and they are, at number three, The Bastard of Hades the opening track from 2017's Coagulating Darkness album. At number two, The Affair of the Poisons, the title track from the 2020 album. And at number one, All Hail the Gold, the satanic opener for the Black Hearts and Alchemy EP. As I say, cheers for getting involved. Hope you enjoyed the look around his catalogue. Cheers guys, and a happy podcast 100th birthday to Carl and Robbie. I hope you know how much a lot of us love this club and we also love everything that you do for it and you do for us. Bye-bye and all hail the gods. Thrash! And away goes uh, Neil Bolton into the hell-ripping night to find another band ready for us. And it, it almost brought a tear to my eye, mate. What nice things he said about us, mate. And I've told him before, I don't take praise very well. All hail the goat. All hail the goat. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Neil. Thank you for all you've done for the club as well, from being there from the from the start as well. And I, I look back to when you mentioned about uh, on our 50th podcast and you say oh you know happy 50th here's to the 100 well you know cheers for being part of it and being along for the journey uh, i know the journey for you is probably spent much of it on that m6 no uh, yeah 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 but slagging that off yeah thank you for your kind words pal it, it means it does mean a lot and it, it's um you know it's people like you as well that get involved that make this club what it is so thank you yeah and can't wait to meet up because I, I reckon we should go to that metal gathering thing with Imperium and Thrasher Wolf and all the rest of it up near, uh, is it Colville? In Derby. In Dar- yeah, we'll jump in the motor, we'll do that. I'll drive back, no problem. You can have a beer, mate, and we can have a, and we can meet up up there, mate. How about that? Wonderful. That's quite a, quite a bill going on there. It's, yeah. Um, fantastic. The really good bill. Yeah. Looking forward to that. <clears throat> There'll be a few people we know. We'll do it. We'll do an outside broadcast for sure. I'm, 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 I'm guessing that one. 
Um, so thank you for that, mate. In in that short interval, mate, we've got our act together and we've uh, we found black. Should we say what it stumped? How it stumped us, mate? We stumped ourselves, really, didn't we? We, we did, yeah. It. We uh, we decided because of uh, we had a little uh, little shake up in the week and we did we closed Venom on the same night that we opened Violator. So the yeah. the results for Venom were in the Violator post. Yes. Which were? Do you, are you going to do it? You do it, mate, because you've actually done this one, didn't you? Uh, yeah, well, the, it's up there. It's well in the Hall of Fame. 8.2 out of 10. So scoring very, very highly. Sitting right next to Annihilator, Never Never Land. And I can't remember what the other one was. Testament, the New Order. Yeah, so... It's just a revered in company. front of Enforced Killgrid. And again, and that's cock behind Sodom's Agent Orange. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So it, it's funny, looking back, um, we, we were talking about violence, oppressing the masses and atrophy violent by nature. I forgot that we actually featured atrophy violent by nature back in a couple of years yeah. ago. And, and it is Hall of Fame. It's 7.6. So, yeah. it's, you know, it's still a it's still a well-liked album that we, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, it's it, it it holds its own. That for sure. That's absolutely correct. But um, we haven't featured oppressing the masses yet, so that really does leave the question: Where would oppressing the masses be if that was the feature now? Mm. Mm. Discuss, discuss, discuss. But we won't discuss that now because we are going to discuss after Hell Ripper or Hail the Goat. Uh, we are going into. Uh, the deepest cuts just very very quickly our sister podcast over uh, that we do where we invite a member on so um, we we got uh, we got loads of stuff on there uh, it's it's still doing and so and it seems ages ago since we've done it but Mark Penson check this out fine listen cancer bats was an unexpected surprise nice blend but I nodded off during the free form board jam in Tempesto Carl Black is bang on right. It's got the only real bit of that angular, aggressive tool uh, of I loved on the otherwise dull album. Um, it is indeed 10,000 Days Part 2, but sadly there are no remake uh, redeemers like The Pot, Vicarious and or Jambi. No doubt they'll be great live. Enjoy, mate. Yes, I thank you very much, mate. I did go up on, uh, it was a couple of Mondays ago, and blow me, that that nearly finished me off. I haven't done a gig on a Monday night for years and years and years. You do one. Honestly, it puts you on the back foot right from the get-go. Certainly when you've got a deadline hanging over your head for Wednesday. God, man, you nearly killed me. But it was worth it? Yes. Although, I've got to say, the momentum was up and down. What, from Tool on the on the stage? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was up and down. Um they obviously the new album is is it's not a problem and the quality of that stuff is good but they just seemed it just seemed to ebb and flow the set list wasn't as free flowing and they famously don't do encores but what they did with about i don't know 40 minutes from the end of the show they went off the every that the, the stage lights all went on but the house lights stayed off and then there was a countdown. They didn't say anything. They just done this. And then there was a 10 minute countdown on the screen. 
So everyone was like, well, what's happening? I didn't know what was happening. And a few other people, like a German couple was in front of us, were going, you know, what, what the hell's going on? Um, so they had a 10-minute interval where people rushed off and then rushed back. And then when they came back on again, there was a drum solo. And then after the drum solo, there was a acoustic song. He, the, the drummer jumped down, started doing an acoustic number that kind of morphed into a, another song uh or, or a second half of the song that was more um it wasn't acoustic uh and then they played the final song where you're allowed to get your cell phone out as he called it your crappy cell phone and um and that was it that was like the last 35 minutes of the show really and i just think that really just brought it right down sort of thing you know they played ticks and le- uh, ticks and leeches 10 minutes drum solo acoustic and then the last one which was about 15 minutes long and it was a real kind of yeah this is uh the momentum really went down for me it just didn't flow that well so you could have you could have been on your on your way kind of uh, before the interval and, and halfway home really uh, well yes you're not missing not, I mean, you're not missing much are you other than the fact that it's tall and you're not going to see tall again for many many years that's yeah. that's the only thing would you stay and see a kind of 15 minute song and a drum solo given the choice that you know, it depends yeah. how big you are into tool and that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, what I think they could have done is shifted the thing forward, the interval forward a little bit, so it was almost bang yeah. in the middle. And then after the drum solo, after the acoustic song, and after the song that that was last, could have played some of the songs that um, Mark Pentiman mentioned there. But um, but they didn't. They're tool. They do what they want. They always have done. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Maynard, I think something was wrong, not wrong with Maynard, because he sounded great, but I just think there he he said something along the lines of yeah get your get your silly cell phones out. Although trust me, I, I almost shit myself up here, and no one wants to see that. Uh, and everyone laughed. And then he played the final song. He was out the door like a robber's dog. Mm. He did not stick around. So whether he's not enjoying this tour, whether he's not enjoying life, or whether he did have the two bob bits, I don't know. And the merch, what was the merch like? Did you have a look at that? Uh, was it 65 quid for a hoodie? Really? 35 quid for a skinny? 25 quid for a bag, one of those drawstring bags? Well. I'll tell you the other thing that was disappointing, mate. This will really, this will really, if you think the merch is going to annoy you, this will really annoy you. Um, I went up with with um, with with three mates and I said, uh, I'm gonna, I, I need something to eat. And there's, and there's loads of places to it. And I think a few of them were like, a couple of them were like, well, what are you talking about? We just get a burger. What are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm going to go for a pizza. And what? And I think they were a bit surprised how the O2 was set up with basically like a shopping centre with without any shops in it, just restaurants. So I said, I'm going to have a pizza. I'm going to get a Florentina. So it's, it's a tradition. Get to, I walk straight past Pizza Express and everyone's stopping. And I go, turn around and say, what are you doing? Said, well, you said Pizza Express, Carl. Look. And had a look. Pizza Express, not open, all boarded up. Is it? Yeah, it was all sort of like blacked out. Whether they're refurbing it or not, I don't know. But it certainly wasn't opening for pizzas. But the good thing about the O2 is I kind of went, oh, right. Turned my head 90 degrees. Oh, we'll go in um, uh, in CZ. So we went in there and had a nice pizza. And very nice it was too. And uh, the, the good thing also is uh, two bottles of Budweiser for 15 quid. Yes. A friend went down to the bar and done exactly that. Two bottles of Budweiser, not even pints, set him back 15 pounds. He almost shat his pants. Wow. 
I, I so. would as well. I'd rather shit my pants and drink Budweiser as well. I'd, I'd, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous, the prices. It's like that warm beer in Southampton. Oh, <laughs> Foster's. Anyway, getting back to Deepest Cut. So we've covered tools. So there was a little bit where Kevin Adamson joined us, didn't he? It was Kev. Yes. Kev joined us. Thank you, Kev, for joining us. It was brilliant to hear, you know, what, what you chose. You chose a bit of Slammer, um, Deceased, and also he chose, I, I really can't remember the other one, but it was. I've got it here. It was uh, Trapped in Purgatory. Of course it was. Damnation. Yes. And yeah, real mixture there. That was good. And that's the thing we like about the playlist. It's uh, just getting a member on. You know, shoot the shit for 15 minutes, yeah, 40 minutes, 15 minutes each. And yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Real varied playlist there. So brilliant. And um, yeah, made a good listen. And he's right about that riff at the start of that disease song. It's brilliant. Yeah, it is a banger. It is a banger. So that was good. That was good. Thank you very much, mate. So we've got another one. We, we've got, we're going to uh, get, we're going to reset, aren't we? So we're not going to have the deepest cuts next week. The following week, we're going to have the deepest cuts. And then we're going to have a normal podcast in its normal slot just as we finish the new uh, an album so we can go into a new album. So that's yeah. where we're at. That's what we're going to do. And we've got some really great members that are going to get involved in Deepest Cut. So we've got a, quite a long list of people now. that are, Have we? Yeah, and there's some great people there. There's some really fantastic members. And um, but I, for one, am quite excited about, you know. Are you? Chances yeah. of guys are like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's the way forward. It's the future. It's garlic bread, isn't it, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Right. You're going to do, as a, as a flip-flopper form, you're going to do a D'Andrade year, aren't you? I am, yeah. So D'Andrade is 2006, Carl. We drew out 2006 from the um, from the number generator. We didn't yeah. know what came up. We knew Maiden were in there, and you flicked through. We knew Slayer, Christ Illusion was in there. And other than that, it was a little bit of possibly a barren year. We weren't sure. We weren't sure. But anyway, can you remember what you went for? Uh, I went for Slayer. Yeah. Um, was it was it ten thousand days? Yeah, that was in there. Uh, I think that was number one, and I think I went for I think it was the Maiden one, wasn't it? Okay. Like Matter well, of Life and Death, I think. Absolutely. Now, if I took you back, uh, probably about seven months to November twenty twenty one, and asked you what you went thought in the D'Andrade years two thousand and six, Carl, would they be the same three? <laughs> yes, they would be because. Uh, it was when, I think it was Andrew, Andrew Matthews, our good old mate Andrew Matthews, um, chose Amon Amarth. And I was going through the scores, like totaling them up, and I was thinking, Amon Amarth? With Odin on our side. I'm sure I, I chose with Odin on our side for one D'Andrade is. And also there was another member, uh, Agalok as well. And I'm sure I chose Agalok. As um, I think it might have been Rich Oliver or Chris Gamble. Chris Gamble possibly chose uh, Agalok, Ashes Against the Grain. And I thought, hang on a minute, I'm sure I've chosen this in the D'Andrade year. So I had a look back. And yes, rightly so, November 2021, we did cover the D'Andrade years. So we've got two results of the D'Andrade years. I'm going to compare them and contrast, but we okay. will go. So to thank the members and to obviously 
have a little look at what the members have chosen for this Andrade years. Yeah. We will go with, it's kind of like a, a bit of a top seven because we've got six very, very definite top six. And then we've got masses and masses of kind of... Um, Ones and twos and threes and so on. Yeah, yeah. So, in sixth place, Carl, yeah. we have Sodom. Oh. Which one is that? Is it um, War and Pieces? No, that was... No, no. In War, and, uh, War and Pieces was um, earlier than that. This one is that... that um, the, the War one, Carl. The war, what about War? It's about War, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, know, I think I know the one. It's like now, the tankard one with beer about yeah, beer, exactly. And yeah. the cannibal corpse one about killing that was um, uh, number five. And oh, okay. Maiden, matter of life and death. Ah, well, there you go. That's we we know that one and we like that one. Uh, and Maiden always stand a chance, don't they? And fourth place, you've got Tool, ten thousand days. Yeah, oh, well, it is a banger. Well, with Tool albums, much like their live shows, there is a couple of songs that are just pointless. Rubbish, isn't there? To be quite frank. Well, maybe he's maybe he's got a bit of diarrhoea. He's having an off day, you know, when he goes into the recording studio. Like when he went yeah. to see. Yeah, but we don't need to hear it. That's it. Here we to, go. To, Top to, three yeah. for May twenty twenty two from the D'Andrade years for two thousand and six. Celtic Frost, Celtic Frost, the Frost, Monotheist. Where do you think that ranks alongside the Frost Canon? It's not one that I'm overly familiar with, really, Carl. I know the early stuff, and I've I've listened to it a few times, but it's not one that I've really, really got into. I've, I've certainly listened to it and thought, yeah, there's lots of oof, and there's lots of grunt in the guitar and lots of, you know, real kind of big enough to the riffs, and it sounds fantastic. Uh, I need to spend more time with it, but it's in third place in, you know, and our members know their stuff, so... Is there any pubic hair on the back cover? Certainly not, no. Okay, well, I'll give it a listen then. God, no, no. Second place, Blood Mountain, Mastodon, 13 points. What song is on that one that I would recognise? You've got on Blood Mountain... Steam Breather. Steam Breather? Is that the one? I'm sure there's a song, something like that. The Mother Load, is that on on this one? No, God no. Um, is Iron Tusk on it? I think Iron Tusk is on it. Um, Don't know that one. Um, See, so what we're saying is it's not one I'm familiar. Well, no, you, um, so, I'm just trying to. I'm trying. I persevered with their new one. God bloody hell! Isn't that great? This to their new one. It gets to about seven. Circle of, of Sasquatch. Circle of Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Okay. Um, no, I'm just throwing out songs. I'm trying to remember. It's it's one of them, isn't it? You love an album. You like an album, but when you don't actually know the names of the songs, um, I've put you a bit on the spot as well. So you have, you have, yeah. But I'm going to try and remember them. Um, okay. Yeah. We, we could we could research it later like we did with black metal so it's, it's not a problem well yeah there, there was you, there, there, I, I do remember one where they did a video to it and the video was insane because it was the the drummer um uh it's, i think he's brand Dallar, isn't he it, and it was found and it was the um, i don't know you really put me the wolf is loose there you go the wolf is loose the wolf, no yeah. i know that one no or iron tusk iron 
I don't know. I really like the album. But Colony of Birchman. There you go. Colony of Birchman was on there, Carl. Oh, okay. No, I don't know that one either. No, oh, right. <laughs> right. What's number one? That was Christ Illusion Slayer. Twenty-one points. So yeah, we are Thrash hey. Club, and the Thrash album came to the front. However, mm-hmm. let's have a look to how the members voted when we featured this six months previously back in November 2021. And I will do a top five again. Now, not even getting a mention when we just just done it now, Amon Amarth got in the top five. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Yeah, with Odin on our side. On our side. Brilliant album. And when I say a joint fourth, we have The Frost and Cannibal Corpse. So exactly the same. Exactly the same. Third place, our previous winner, we've got Slayer, oh. Christ Illusion, in third place. Maiden. Now, Similarly to Amon Amarth, and this is this is really quite bizarre. This album didn't get one mention in all of the comments from the DeAndrade years that was posted that we are uh, kind of collating these results from, and that was Lamb of God Sacrament. Oh, wow! Yeah, six, yeah, six months ago, it came in second place. Bloody hell, that's strange, isn't it? Mm, it is funny, isn't it? So what was number one? Number one, it came in second place, and it's that fantastic album. It's got Colony of Birchman on. <laughs> it's got Circle of Sisquatch. Uh, it's got Iron all those Tusk. other ones. Classics uh, Iron on Tusk. I, no, Iron Tusk, I'm sure, is on Leviathan, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's got to be on Leviathan. Let's say it is. Uh, Let's say it is. The Wolf is Loose is definitely on. De- the Wolf is Loose definitely on um, Blood Mountain from Mastodon. And that, that finished first. Wow. It's finished first, like, yeah. Maybe, maybe this is the future, mate. Maybe we just repeat some years and then we could do some <laughs> comparison about how what, what where we are with the club. Yeah, it, it's, it's quite strange, really. I, think, I mean, um, no one got exactly, exactly it. But John Beavis, he of the mighty Novichok, or Novichok, or Novichok, however you want to say it, he got Slayer first. So we're going on the most recent DeAndrade years. Yeah. Slayer first. Mastodon second, and he went Maiden third. Now, you know, Maiden deep feature, they feature top five. So, John is uh, getting the internet for the evening. The internet is all yours. Please fill it up with Novichok, mate, and uh, and may all have mercy on our souls. But do you know what? In the recent one that we did... We had our current album of the fortnight, Violator, which came out in 2006. Okay. Rich Oliver, he knows his onions. He voted for it, third place in 2006. And Steve Garnier as well voted for it in 2006, his second place. So it did feature Violator, Chemical Assault, which is our current album. It gets a mention a couple of times. So that's pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see how it fares. That is pretty, pretty cool. Excellent. Oh, well, maybe that is the future. We could do this comparison where we thought we were with a certain year back then, and we can dig out and we can actually sort of like see where we are now. They could it could be let's bit of life housekeeping. What does everyone think? Is it just rehashing old stuff, or are we are we going to do another temperature check on a, on a year every now and again, every forty weeks? Um, live housekeeping. 
fuck that off out the way. It was a nightmare because I had to go and count all the votes from November 2021. <laughs> oh, well, don't worry, because I've got the spreadsheet that I could share with you next time. Yeah, but I didn't want to tell you the results because I wanted it to be a surprise because it's oh, the yes. element of surprise, you know. It's the elephant. Yeah, and it was a surprise, Rob. You did really well there, mate. Mm. So. Cool. Absolutely brilliant. Let's, um, uh, I, I'll tell you what, we um, because next we'll, we'll choose a DeAndrade in a couple of weeks' time for two reasons. Just because um, we're going to text, put a, a post up for the Hell Ripper result for Bolton's Bangers next Monday, because that's where it lives on Monday. And also, um, I can't find the spreadsheet for DeAndrade years uh, where my usual methods are, and I can't go looking for it now because it will take too long. So I think both are reasonable excuses, are they not? They are indeed, yeah. And my handwritten scribblings at the back of my notepad won't probably uh, be kind of... Uh concrete enough for us to go on as to whether we've covered that year so well we've done it before anyway so it doesn't matter and i'll just double check to make sure that we don't have any other double repeats we've got to we've got to finish the andrada years at some point we're not so uh, so we're not far i think there's only about five years left so um you know we're not doing too bad we're not doing too bad right so far so good so what mate take it away well, it's a bit of a bore fest, this one, for me, Carl, to be honest. Um, Keeper of the Seven Keys, part one. Not an album I'm into at all, but I do really appreciate the um, relevance and kind of um, uh, impact that it has had in heavy metal and speed metal and power metal. Uh, versus No Place for Disgrace by Flotsam and Jetsam. Again, Flotsam and Jetsam, those early albums, not massively into. So for me, it was a weekend of listening to albums that I wouldn't particularly choose to listen to, but I do it. I do my thrash diligence. <laughs> and it was quite a close one, wasn't it? Flotsam and Jetsam squeezed into the next round. They got yeah. 56% of the uh, percent of the vote. Yes, they did, which was quite interesting in the respect that a lot of people, although we all voted Halloween into the um, So Far So Good sophomore, everyone was saying, what are they doing here? It's not a thrash album. That I agree, but yet we voted them in. Someone put it and it got a certain amount of votes to get in. I do believe it was one of the last to get in. I don't think it was in there by much, but we, we are to blame, as in the whole club, because we voted it all in. I'm just going to have a quick flick through to see if I can find it. It might be in my other notepad. But if I remember rightly, it was all to, it was all our doing, mate, wasn't it? Absolutely. So there you go. Well, I'll have a look and see where it did come if I can find it. You Ian start Salisbury, reading me the says, comments, mate. Yeah, Ian Salisbury. Not really sure what Halloween are doing in a thrash metal poll, to be honest. See, I, I can see how Halloween are thrash metal. Yes, they're power metal, but I, I can't. I don't always get that kind of. Um, they're not thrash metal. Well, they are. They are pretty thrashy. Yeah, they're not. They're not violent, and they're not anthrax. But, but you know, they're, they're more thrash than they are any other type of music. Surely. Yeah, I, um, I love both of these. He says, Flotsam and Jetsam probably deserve to go through as it's a thrash competition, unless I've misunderstood. All right, mate, you made your point. But I think. <laughs> But I played Keeper One far more back in the day. So he, he does love a bit of it. He loves a bit of um, Halloween. He does. Uh, um, but I think he may have possibly sent um, Flots through. Not sure. 
Not sure who Ian voted for, but no, I mean, Ian, to be fair, it's always difficult. There's always going to be, of the 32 bands that we put up for kind of contention, there's going to be a handful of bands that don't quite fit that thrash metal mould, whether it be Suicidal Tendencies, whether it be Prong, whether it be um, uh, Flotsam and Jets, uh, um, Halloween. You know, yeah. there's always going to be a band that are kind of right on the spectrum, right on the edges of the spectrum, and not everyone can be violence or, you know, Zendrix or whoever. So, yeah, it's interesting, though, because it generates a lot of conversation and, it, and it, it's what people hear, really, with Thrash. So, Well, do you want to hear something uh, fairly interesting? I don't know how many people are going to find it interesting. Halloween, out of the 32 albums that we had the vote on, was 32nd in the leaderboard when we closed that particular poll. Wow. It edged out Voivod, and the last person to vote for it was Pete D, who loves Voivod's Raw. Well, loves Voivod. It was Raw that it voted out. But just going back over to a few other things. And, and Pete voted Halloween? Because you could vote for as many as you liked. Oh, of course. So he, amongst other things, he voted for Halloween and inadvertently kicked out Voivod, who I know he, he loves. Um, 31st was Destruction, but just going back, 30th in the poll when we stopped it, Violence, Oppressing the Masses, mm. 29th, the one above it, Atrophy, Violent by Nature. Wow. <laughs> it's Man, strange that's... how it turns out, isn't it? Yeah, it's like football, isn't it? When, you know, Arsenal beat Tottenham 2-0 and then, you know, yeah, Tottenham go on and beat, and you know what I mean, a team beats yes. a team and 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 you think well they're going to beat the other team but it doesn't always work out like that it's just it's just suppose it's what members are in the club at the time it's not yeah, the yeah. same lot that the same 150 that are getting stuck in it at the weekend there's different people that get stuck in yeah and anyway absolutely. arsenal would not be beating tottenham at the moment anyway. yeah well well yeah don't, don't, you know don't swear on our podcast as they say don't swear on our podcast but yeah so um that's that's interesting thanks for that ian Luke Alexander, I think Halloween a bit out of place here as I've never seen them as thrash. There you go again. Yeah. Flots is the better thrash band. However, I just can't vote for Halloween. Can't not vote reasons, for Halloween. I can't not vote for Halloween. They're one of the reasons I listen to heavy music. I've probably ranked both Keeper albums in my personal top 10 albums of all time. And maybe that's why it got into our thrash metal vote because we are thrashers. They are thrash E, and people loved them back in the day. So. You know, why wouldn't they be in? Yeah, I, I really, when I hear Halloween, I, I hear thrash metal. Yes, yeah. I hear the power metal side of it. and uh, But I, I hear thrash metal totally. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. Uh, I, I think this is a less thrash metal album than Walls of Jericho. And as they progressed, it got less thrash metal. That I do agree. But um, Every if you were into th I mean if you were into like glam at the time you didn't like Halloween did you no so I guess they would you know thrashers it was all about thrash metal liking them really there wasn't at that point there wasn't I like power metal or nothing else if you like power metal you like yeah, thrash exactly. metal in general it wasn't the so, thing back then yeah so um, so. That was great. Uh, and like we said, it was very, very close. I remember seeing it and it got between four votes. Um, yeah. But uh, Flotsam and Jetsam were always at the front, I've got to say. Um, and I think a lot of that was because people were voting it because uh, I mean, there was a few comments saying 
Well, I'm voting for the thrash band. But really, and it's your vote. You can vote for whoever you like. There's no hard or fast rule. What I was voting for was what's the bet? What what is the album that I prefer in this vote that we all voted in? The 32 we all voted in. So out of these 32, we picked two at a time. Which the better album? For me, it is Halloween all day long. One thing I'm I'm quite surprised by in in the club is how I always thought Halloween uh, held in a lot more high regard than they are. Same as violence as well. I always thought when Eternal Nightmare comes into you know kind of thrash of the debuts or Preston and Masses comes into the so far so good sophomore or violence you know come up as the you know band you know album the fortnight whatever album it is it's gonna it's gonna be 10 out of 10 but they're, they're not held in this same regard that no. i you know and it's a, i don't know what what is it about these bands that have such a um i don't know maybe it's a divisive vocalist maybe it's yeah. our metal side of things but i always thought halloween were a, a little bit bigger than maybe possibly they are in my eyes i mean well, I, I think a lot of people that vote with them because they weren't a thrash band didn't dislike halloween they just thought well they're not thrash so i vote for the other album mm. but so, like, yeah, that's fair enough you could do that you can do that if you think this is a thrash metal vote um and you're purely going on that then uh, that that's your vote, you know. Of course it is. You know, you can vote for whoever you like. It doesn't matter. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, Halloween were on there in merit, and I I don't know whether part two is going to get in. Who knows? Uh, as we found out with the Diandrada years, the uh, the temperature of the club could blow hot and cold depending on what kind of week it is. Yeah. Or I, I tell you what, part one might be in it again because we might fuck up and end up throwing <laughs> yeah. it back in. Next year we'll do the debuts again. Yeah. <laughs> So that closes so far so good. Soft more it won fifty six percent, didn't it? Flopping. It is, and we've only got about another two or three uh, first heats to get through, and the uh, and then we'll start on the second round, the round of sixteen. Good stuff. But we have got pencils plate this week uh, that we've talked about the albums that we've talked about earlier on in the podcast. Um, so uh, let's get listing artillery first up for me, of course. And Hang on a minute, mate. Go on. Um, Paul's just been nudged by the oh uh, yeah by the pool attendant. He's he dozed yeah. off, and the pool attendant needs to sweep away all the you know the kind of the debris from the the, the storm the day before and that. And um, okay. Paul, 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 he's fallen asleep under the sun and he got a bit of sun. Oh, yeah. Is it, is it? Oh, he didn't put the factor fifty on. He didn't. He did it. He just got into that holiday mode straight away, didn't he? Just forgot. Yeah. Got lazy. I, I found something out the other day. I was naught years old when I found this out. That if you put factor fifty on your on your skin, it is the equivalent of putting a t-shirt on. That's how much protection you get with the Factor 50 sun cream. Well. Did you know that? I didn't know, but I'd um, I'd imagine you're right. Do you feel enriched by that information, Robbie? Um, yes, Carl. So, yeah, well, I was going to say, yes, say I yes. Do. No, yes. no, I do, Carl, yes. Good, good. I'm sure Paul does that. I'm sure... I'm sure he's lathering on the 50, the factor 50 now, because it's always hot in Portugal, isn't it? It's always nice in Portugal. Nice breeze as well. Nice yeah, breeze. Torn fabrics are from Portugal. I wonder if they're, they're staying anywhere near pools. I think they're staying next door. Mate. I think he's going, to a, <laughs> he's going to a club gig there later on, and, uh, and torn fabrics are going to tear it up. So Lovely. he's in luck, isn't he? Lovely. Yeah. Great. 
Talking about club gibbs, mate. Let's get this show on the road with our our uh, outdoor broadcast. Than when we went, me and you went to Zentrix, mate. How about we, we smash that on now? A little bit giddy and excited, weren't we? We were. A little bit of bum we came out. We were that excited, didn't it? <laughs> so uh, we could talk about it. We could introduce it. Or we could, if you wanted to, mate, we could just roll it. How about that? I think just roll it because we'd be talking about repeating the things that we say on the thing. So outdoor broadcast Zentrix. We're on our way to Zentrix. <laughs> uh, you've just got the running order. We're on our way to Zentrix. We, we, we've done the podcast yesterday, didn't we? And we said, I don't want to speak too because we're on the train and people might think, what the f- is going on? So I'm not allowed to swear either. But we're on the train. We're just, what, about 20 minutes from London's Waterloo. And we are... Just going past the, the picturesque uh, Sandown Racecourse. Oh, those yes. The... There you go. Who knows the area? Yeah. Oh, look, there's the Gold Cup going. Lovely. Watch out for the pond fence down the side. See, a bit of racing knowledge. <laughs> Didn't know that about me. That I knew a bit about uh, racing, did you? There you go. But um, give us give us the uh, stage times, Rob, because there's a there's an unexpected band, isn't there? Yeah, there's a Finnish heavy metal band, Poisjoisen Soitrich, half seven till eight o'clock. You've got Torture Demon, eight fifteen till eight forty-five, and then it's probably going to close the under, underworld down just for kind of half an hour while they kind of clear up the devastation that has ensued. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Damnation Hammer are there to wreak havoc again for half an hour till half nine. Zendrix, quarter to ten until late, Cole. 11 yeah, o'clock. You're going to handle it. Can you handle it after a late night on the podcast last well, night? Well, it depends if they play Kin in its entirety, then I'll be Kin. here. Off, I want what's what's Scourge, the one off of oh, yeah. heavy metal records. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping for um, some of the classics. I know, I know the the last album is quite, you know, been been very well received. But I'm hoping for some real old school classics. I think they'll turn them out, won't they? They've got a long set there, hour and fifteen. Minutes. Hour and fifteen. Yeah, they can fill it. Will they play Ghostbusters? No, they're definitely not. Definitely not. They Will won't. they play um, Reward by Teardrop Explode? <laughs> that was the other. The other that was Boon. on that was on the um, order of order of chaos um, CD uh, CD single remember them CD singles mate so I oh. do remember them yeah, yeah crap um, wasn't they yeah so we're uh, gonna head over hopefully meet a few members I think yeah, Terry John, Matt was there John Terry, Wig John Wig's definitely there Dave Wiggy Marlow isn't there no. so unfortunately no merch he's, stand's he's, not gonna <laughs> take a there'll be plenty of merch for everyone then. Yeah. He's not taking it all this time. Are you getting anything? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll probably get. Well, as long as they, they, as long as you can pay on a card, then yeah. I'm sure you can in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. It should be all right, shouldn't it? No. You're looking forward to it. Yeah. So Underworld's always a good venue. We'll have a pint in the World's End, maybe. Well, possibly. Or we could go around the corners to the definitely if we've yeah, got time now. I think we should. Unless you want to see Paul join and join to join. Well, let's see how we do time-wise, eh? Okay. All right. Well, let's see what I'm going to try and uh, see if this works. I'm going to try and record some of the bands. You might get a because that's what it sounds like. But um, we'll try and get some uh, get some audio as well. And if we bump into anyone famous, we'll see. I mean, if I bump into Rob, I might or interview. Or infamous. Infamous, yeah. No, no doubt, John might um, might say a few words because yeah. well, I might force him to. Yeah. <laughs> right, good stuff. I'll turn off. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking quickly. <laughs> My phone.
Heading back after a victorious gig at the Camden so you Underworld. weren't expecting much I wasn't. you got put on your backside, I reckon. Absolutely, mate. I, I knew Torture Demon were going to be special. I knew Damnation's Hammer were going to be special. I didn't quite expect to be literally blown away from Zentrix. What a gig. Furious, wasn't it? You know, they, they, they're your band. They weren't ever my band. I always yeah. liked them, but I never really, really was into them. They sounded so tight tonight, so heavy. Yeah. Oh, brilliant Fast stuff. Fast and tight, vicious. Love it. It was uh, brilliant. And crowd pleasing set list. Yeah, good turnout as well. Yeah, very good really turnout. Good turnout. Saw, saw um, John Wigg, of course, who we got some audio, audio from. Um, you said hello to Dave. Dave, Dave Rowe, Rowe, yeah. I meant to have a, more of a chat with Dave, but just it doesn't happen sometimes. With yeah. uh, Joe from Tortured Demon. Yeah. Terry Map. Terry Map, yeah. Peter, of course, as well. Pete I hope Dean. Terry got back to Paddock uh, <laughs> because he was a little bit worse for wear at the end. <laughs> <laughs> He'd uh, had a good day. He had a good day up in the mezzanine yeah. up in the world. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and you say Pete D as well. Yeah, it was good, uh, good to bump into Pete as well, yeah. as always. Always good to have a chat with Pete. Yeah. So yeah, uh, a, 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 a good evening. It was well, well worth the time, effort, and I've listened to the audio, and I think we've got a decent Zentrex special. special I think it's. I think. Uh, should we do it for the podcast? I don't think it's stand alone. No, just tag it onto a podcast. Should Absolutely. Tag it onto the next podcast. Yeah, why not? No, it's a, it's a, it's a good evening. No red wine consumed. It was all a. Yeah, you were, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a lager, yeah, that was good. It was awesome. Enjoyed that immensely. So if anyone's going to the Wolverhampton gig, you're in for a treat. Yeah. Oh, should we tell about the, the special the special song at the end? No, leave it. We're not going to say what it was. Well, it's a glam it's metal number. All, it's going to be all over YouTube now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there was a special, special night for Joe in the end. Who's got to live out my, certainly my dream of uh, playing Damage Incorporated by Metallica with Zentrix as a backing band? Yeah, that's got to be. No, it wasn't Joe, was it? It was his brother. Sorry, yeah, his brother. Joe, uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, Damage Incorporated. And what a 
cover it was as well. So, last words then, mate. How could you sum up this fantastic event that we've been to? Ghostbusters, fuck off! <laughs> yeah. No one wants it. They're not going to play it. We don't want it. We don't want it. We want another Thankfully, song. Thankfully, they didn't play it. It was a crowd-pleasing set list. And yeah, some absolute classics in there. But I think for me, uh, was it Crimes? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Mm. Really good. Yeah, choppy as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you? Um, love every single song. The, the hour and quarter flew by like it was about yeah. 25 minutes. Yeah. I honestly thought, I looked at my and I was thinking, Christ, I've only got a couple of songs left. Yeah. Um, so that just proved what sort of gig it was. Awesome. Right, well, we'll best hand over to Robbie and Carl, those devilishly handsome people. Devilishly handsome men. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's us laughing like giddy aunts walking back from uh, Woking Station to our moments, mate. It seems only like yesterday. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll be doing the same tomorrow because I'm, I'm parking in that same car park, heading back up to Camden to see the boys from Imperium smash their way into the Metal to the Masses final, hopefully. Hopefully. And when they do get in onto the blood, the new Blood stage, they're going to play on the Friday that the Thrash Day is on, aren't they not? They are. They're going to they're going to request that from the Bloodstock uh, powers that be. And um, yeah, all so good. So I have a word with my old mate, Vicky. Is she your mate? She's my old mate, and I can say, listen here, look, this band, this band, Imperium, Friday, it's got to be Friday, don't you think, Vix? And she'll, and she'll go, of course it is, me old son. That's what and there you say. go. And then it'll be deal done, deal done, so no, right. no need to worry about it. Um, so hopefully that came out all right. Um, I have listened to the stuff back, I just haven't listened to it all together. So this is where it's all coming together, our Blue Peter outdoor broadcast if i was going tomorrow we could have done another one we could have done i could talk to myself but that wouldn't make it good so let's see what the members have been listening to in the recommendation exchange gareth Pugh, i've been thoroughly enjoying the tank reissues for razor's edge review and the rest of the early discography heathen back catalogue and watching grace detective show on itv with john sims and not to be consumed with uh, con- confused you got confused me with joan sims that would be carry on grace carry on grace there that gets a like thank you very much mate very Drew, clever. they're very clever well done mate drew cochran listen architects for those that wish to exist jungle rock a call to arms and watch broadwalker broadwalk empire thank you very much drew John Beavis, he has been listening to Solitary Live at Bloodstock CD DVD, Dust Bolt Trapped in Chaos, and also got round to reading Death by Metal, The History of Chuck Schuldiner, which is a great read. Cheers, John. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much. Stuart Jardine, uh, he's got some relevance here on his post, unbeknownst to him, I'm sure. Uh, Heathen, Victim of Deception, Atrophy, The Reissues, and watching and listening to Zentrex in Glasgow. Great show. Awesome. Brilliant. Thank you, mate. PD. Now, Pete, we chatted to, didn't we, at Zentrix? Would have been great to get Pete on uh, on the old audio. Um, it would would have been good. But it was always uh, always nice to always nice yes. to chat with Pete. So, cheers, Pete. Warfare, mayhem, fucking mayhem. Extreme noise, terror, the peel sessions, and Sig Sig Sputnik. Flaunt it launch it i think there was something on facebook with a with the matching t t-shirt or something 
with Zig Zig Sputnik. So good on you, mate. Thank you very much. And it was good to see you the other day. That was for sure. Rich Tricky Hudson. Um, Undeath, which I found through a review on The Gram. So just binged on Shuffle. Reread Bill Bryson's Walk in the Woods as a comfort read to get me through norovirus and watched All the Old Knives with Chris Pine and help me out with that one, Thwan. Thwandwee Newton, a thriller suspense film with a bit of Hitchcockian feel, was pretty watchable. We pretty watchable. It was it Thwandwee. How how do you say that? Thwandwee Newton. Yeah, it's, well, that's what it says there, isn't it? Yeah, it's what it says there, but I don't I don't think it's Thwandwee. No, do, think, do you think yeah. it's a you think it's a typo? And, yeah, it's a, she's not. There's no W in her name, that's for sure. Okay. Graham, old Graham Mildrum. Graham Easier. Slow, yeah, been slow at work today. <laughs> so I've had time to listen to tons of stuff. A couple jumped out. Has not heard in a while. Acid Rain, Moshkinstein, Godflesh, Street Cleaner, and also been listening to This Is Scotland, Not LA too a lot. It's a compilation of current Scottish hardcore bands that I'm putting on a CD shortly. I put the first edition out 17 years ago, so it's time for an update. Well, when you do, mate, when it's yes, up, let us know and we'll put it out in the club as well and try and generate a bit of interest there because I know that, um, you know, you're a keen advocate of uh, DIY and, you know, supporting local talent and that. But, you know, if, there's, if we can help in any way whatsoever and... Um, more than, and it'd be great to hear great to hear some of those hardcore bands up there in Scotland as well because whilst thrash is not hardcore there's sort of people that do cross over into it and mm. you know I for one love dabbling into a little bit of hardcore Carl you you you, you love going down into that well yeah. but you know, no doubt you'd you'd be excited by by that as well so yeah absolutely let us know and we'll um, we'll get involved I, I love hardcore as much as I dis uh, dislike ninja Pit, uh, pit ninjas so uh, that's how much it is now scotty wales has commented but we're going to leave that one there because there isn't actually any recommendations on it but he does rec do some recommendations later and we're tinking away right there um darren jones uh pile driver metal inquisition re-release on puke colored vinyl red hot chili peppers uplift mofo party plan and I, that's my favourite Chili Peppers album. I might listen to that this weekend. And soundtrack to Dune, Toto, 1984. Now, that's bizarre. Does that mean Toto done the soundtrack to Dune? Yes, they did, Carl. Well, they they of um, in Africa and all of that sort of business. I'm going with, yes, I'm looking at the year, 1984. It's Darren. He's a bit of an eclectic man. He, he likes his... He likes all sorts, and I think um, he's unashamedly, he likes a bit of Toto as well. Why not? Absolutely. Well, no, that, that's absolutely fine, but soundtrack to June, the movie June, I would have thought that would have been all kind of spacey. Science, and, yeah. yeah, not Toto singing about Africa and Serengetis and all that sort of business. Some witchcraft going on. You're right there, mate. You fell, fell the dive, sound like you fell over. Yeah, just letting the, letting the cat out. You always like to make an appearance. Edwin oh, Groenville, Deadhead Slave Driver. There it is, the one that we featured or was yes. voted in. Gammacide, Victims of Science, and Nazem, Blasting Shit to Bits DVD. Now, he's mentioned... Um, he's, he's, he's kind you of can't mention it. You can't, you can't yeah, do it. Don't, don't it's the 100th. No, no, moving on. The 100th. Uh, 
which is it's the hundred. You've got the rules. and load of grindcore. <laughs> he's done you, mate. He's done you. Um, Kevin Adamson, thank you, mate. Uh, my annual jaunt down to London for incineration festival with lots of black and death metal, but no shrapnel, unfortunately. Mayhem, a demon in preparation for tomorrow night in Glasgow. And of course, the mighty Zentrix, who played a blinder in Audio Glasgow last Thursday. Photo with the band? You'd be disappointed if there wasn't one. So here's the Scorpion pose. And there is Kevin Anderson. It almost like he's a member of the band. And they are just, is, is that the Scorpion point? We'll call that. Awesome. Brilliant stuff. Great Thank to you see you so Another photo with the band. Brilliant stuff. And yeah, they were awesome when we saw them in London. And as, as you would have heard from earlier on. Adam Matheson. Good evening, Adam. Squirrel bait, squirrel bait, skag heaven. Discography <laughs> reissue, reissue CD. Skeleton Witch, Devouring Radiant Light. And Shaila Magognaha. Shaila Shalmagognaha transients and we featured we haven't featured them at all someone's mentioned no. them before it might have been adam and there um i don't think we've ever featured it because i don't remember struggling with that title mate and he's featured the 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 band camps and the the links to them as well so now I, I think we have because they were kind of like a, a bit of a epic soaring black metal it might have been soaring black metal what does that mean atmospheric soaring yeah quite i'm yeah, sure cool. i'm sure we've had a bit of shyla go 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 yeah no. anyway anyway thank you very much for that mate neil beardsley uh three recent releases spine rotten society lintva the worst is yet to come and compulsive disorder road to extinction and he's tagged all of those bands in as well so thank you so much for that mate yeah neil does a great job with his new wave of thrash metal club that he's doing there he mentioned spin there spin a uh, rotten society spin a. Um, yeah i think they're the mexican band but dean hughes oh, dino he sent me a message this morning saying a band um spin a close out their album doing a brilliant version of metal militia and it's that band there oh. That, uh, that did it. I've had a listen to it and it is a solid, solid version. So, yeah, wow. good stuff. I'm going to, um, I haven't listened to it, the whole album. I've just listened to that song. But, yeah, look forward to listening to that. So, good stuff, cool. Neil. I'm writing cool. it down as we speak. Good stuff. Phil Hodgson, if you're not watching Derry Girls, you're a monster. As far as music, been listening to of MGLA. Also been listening to New Misery Index, which is chock full of decent riffs. I had to listen to that. That's black metal as well, isn't it? Misery Index. Um, I wouldn't say black metal. MGLA is black metal, but um, Misery Index, I thought they were more kind of, I, I always thought they were more of a kind of metalcore, deathcore band. Um, not deathcore, but more certainly, maybe I'm thinking the wrong band, but that's, Misery Index always were like kind of a heavy core band, weren't they? Not that's not what I listened to, so maybe either oh, okay. I didn't listen to it or it's coming up, but I thought I listened to it and I thought it was a bit black metal. But no. you know what my black metal genre is like, mate. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Now here is the Scott, Scotty Wells um uh, uh post that he's put on, his recommendations. Been listening to a lot of Sabbath lately. So there you go. Thank you. An old classic from an old classic. Thank you very much, mate. 
uh hutch the machine says might not catch up with the podcast for a bit as off to portugal as i type von herzen brothers at thecla last week was superb and highly recommended album forthcoming from septic flesh modern primitive and decapitated congrats uh decapitated cancer culture congratulations on the ton guys here's to many more thanks for all you do thanks for all you do as well paul yeah Thank you very much, mate. And and get yourself, have a dip in the pool now, mate, but just yeah, to make sure cool you up. reapply that factor 50, all right? Don't burn. Uh, Andrew Matthews, congratulations on hitting the ton. So happy to be part of this club. And we're happy to have you along, mate. Thank you very much. Ramstein, uh, is that Zitigist? Zietist? Zietist? Carcass, the back catalogue. And reading Paradise Lost, No Celebration. Is that a Paradise Lost book, is it, I take it? I'm assuming it's a kind of a book about Paradise Lost. Or is, it, or is it they are, in fact, playing a gig in Reading? Oh, Reading's Paradise Lost. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Come on to the Rich, next one, mate. Yeah, Rich Oliver. He's in Aphelion Moribond. Fantastic black metal, black metal featuring members of Necrophobic, Skullfish, Chasing a Dream, Glorious 80s Trad Metal Worship, and Flayed Disciple, Crikey, Death Hammer, Flesh Ripping Death Rash from the Mean Streets of Tornern. God, well, he's, he, honestly, Richard Oliver there is, is eating raw meat as he's eating there as well, isn't he, as he's listening to all of that lot. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Brian D'Andrade, Ludicrist. Immaculate Deception. Uh, is it J Jail's Band, Showtime, and Sodom, Tapping the Vein? Thank you very much, mate. Psychob, listened to a fair bit of Rainbow um, and read a lot of Lovecraft. And I watched the second Borat movie. The Fertility Dance is worth it. I have not seen that. I saw the first one, but certainly not seen the second one. No, I haven't seen either. And um, yeah, that's uh, but love a bit of Rainbow, mate. Oh, so that's brilliant. Um, whilst he's not driving on that awful M6, Neil Bolton's been on uh, again. Thank you very much, mate. Um, while driving around, we've been listening to Atrophy, <laughs> Socialised Hate, Atrophy, Violent by Nature, and enjoying the final series of Ozark on the telly box. Mm, yeah, Have you done all of Ozark now? Um, no, we're enjoying the final series as well. We're not all the way through it, but enjoying that. Yeah, enjoying it very much. Yeah, um, I said to uh, my wife today, actually, um, I've lost complete interest in that. So maybe I need to rekindle. Maybe, maybe you do, yeah. Maybe I do. Corvo Tano, having my own private Onslaught Fest of late. So, Onslaught... Six. Six. Onslaught Sounds of Violence and Killing Peace by Onslaught. The reason why we paused there, uh, Corvo, was because it's V1, isn't it? Now, I believe that that's six, in, but Gareth Pugh will tell us one way or another because he's fluent in Roman numerals. He is indeed. Um, Frank Holby uh, got Victims of Deception by Heathen as a reissue on vinyl, so I've been giving that a blast, playing some old ultraviolence as bought the back catalogue and doing some homework on new bands that will be playing Manifest. Manifest is next weekend, I believe. Mark Pensum, congrats on the tons, boys. I always enjoy the pod. That's really cool of you, Mark. Thank you, mate. Thank you for getting stuck in. In My Ears has been Deficiencies Warenta. 
a great modern metal album with a beating heart of thrash and all things Hellripper, because a week of diving in to pick my bangers just wasn't enough. Yeah, I think H mentioned um, Warrant uh, Deficiency as well in the yes uh, at the weekend. And finally got round to and smashed through the last series of Peaky Blinders, which I really enjoyed. Peaky Blinders, that's great. Thank you very much, mate. Thanks for all you do. That's brilliant. Um, Jamie Kinghorn, congratulations on Podcast 100. Seems a long time since you were in the pub ch- uh, chatting about Ride the Lightning. <laughs> yes, it does, mate. I've been listening too. Uh, Damnation's Hammer, Unseen Planets, Deadly Spheres, Really enjoyed them at the Zentrix gig in Glasgow. The Pineapple Thief, give it back. Rework of some of their old songs. An interesting listen if you like that kind of thing. And that's even in the 100th, Jamie. That's it. I think I listened to that Pineapple Thief one. I think that's what I'm listening to at the moment. Are they sort of like a cross between Rush, Tool and Muse? Exactly that. Okay, so I've got the right band. And are they the All Boys or is it... Are you the porcupine tree as well? Yeah. Well, they're not that dissimilar to porcupine tree, to be honest. It's, oh, uh, they're not? Okay, I always get those two mixed up, I think. Yeah, they're both in that kind of, uh, that area, that kind of progressive rock area. Right. You're next, mate. Yeah, I've got to- Tony Setch here as well. Oh, you better read, Tony, because I've, um, I'm, I'm, I'm on an old screen that hasn't refreshed, so you crack okay. on. Okay, you may want to refresh it after I attempt to read some of these, though, mate. Um, lately, I've been listening to uh, Terra May's uh, Historic Symbolism, Atrocity, Todorestelschnut, and today I'm going to crank through my tanker collection while working from home. From newest to oldest for a change. Usually I go oldest to newest for some reason that escapes. Love doing that with a band with a large discography. Listen to the entire catalogue. Thank wow. you very much, Tony. And that's you need a medal to get through all of the tankered albums, that's for sure. You must love them. That's great. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow. We're almost at an end, mate. And guess what happens after that the big one hundred, mate? Um, Hutch has gone for a Turkish mas- massage. Oh, has he? Yeah, oh, the ones with the with the big burly guys who were covered in hair got got. If you shaved them, you'd have more wool than you could knit a sweater. <laughs> One of those sort of things. Well, I went. And- <laughs> I went on holiday to Turkey once, and I did get a Turkish massage from a Turkish guy. But he looked like. Do you remember the, the fat bastard or whatever he was called in? Um, yeah. In in uh, Austin Powers. My, my Austin Powers. And he had a big ginger beard. And did he pull my arms in places my arms are not meant to go? And did he do think, oh, my days. But you come out of there and you feel like you are floating. It really it worked, did it? Oh, I'll tell you what, yeah. Um, Turkish massage. Yeah, brilliant. So, Did you uh, have to get needy in that and all then? Needy? Nudy. No, you wear your shorts. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you had to get in there nudy. <laughs> nudy. <laughs> Well, he didn't make me get nude, you know. Oh, okay. It was one of them, was it? Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. That's the, well, you've done the right thing there, mate. Uh, you know, did you pay the extra twenty quid at the end <laughs> to not get nude? Yeah. To not get nude. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's leave it there because you know we, you know, we just leave it there. <laughs> Off it. Off it. Right. Um, well, no. What actually comes after a hundred is hundred and one. We'll be going on to hundred and one in three weeks' time, mate. Great. 
Crikey. Yeah, three weeks' time, we've got a load of deepest cuts people to get through, but that will happen when it happens. Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll do that in two weeks' time. So we reset where we do the podcast, the main podcast, after the album has just finished. So we're hot off the off the trot with that, and we can just mention the new album and uh, also the deepest cuts in the middle of the two, which makes it in the middle of the fortnight, which just, I just think it nicely sits there. Do you know what I mean? Perfectly does, doesn't it? Perfectly, perfectly. Well, mate, here we go. We, I think I know what your um, what your last words are going to be, mate. What Thandway Newton? <laughs> Long may it continue. And I echo those words. Thank you for listening. 